podcast with Dan and Scott. Hottest golf podcast, whether you like it or not. Fresh from back in the day when that's a put at the park. 7 a.m. PM special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses and the win. Welcome podcast, patron to the show, lead the pen. Get busy golfing or get busy dying. Hottest golf podcast and the swing ain't lying. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to episode 175 of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan, and we just want to kind of throw a little episode out there to kind of refresh the podcast. We've been gone for a while. It's uh, It gets super busy for Scott and I in the summertime when it comes to golf. We're playing a lot of golf. I'm coaching. My son's playing a lot of competitive golf. Uh, my younger son's playing a lot of competitive golf. My older son is playing high school golf. I coach him. Um, you know, it's, it's insane. Honestly, uh, there's, there's not much time to record podcasts. We put some feelers out on Instagram for some ideas that we're looking to get into. And and one of the last things that we just did was we asked people what the most kind of undervalued or underutilized or, or non thought of courses, public courses in their area that they have, that they love. And the responses have been phenomenal. So we're thinking about doing a little episode on that get some of these people on 10, 15 minutes at a clip, talk about some of these courses. So maybe in your travels in the golf world or business or with family, friends, whenever you're out traveling, you happen upon one of these areas of the country and you got a new course to play. And maybe we can get you in touch with some of the people that love those courses and you've got a new golf friend to play with out there. Um, So we're going to be doing some of those episodes. Scott and I are going to be doing a coaching episode along with Tyler, the creator. Scott's going to moderate it and kind of interview us as high school golf coaches uh, we had another successful high school golf season for our PV Bears. If anyone's been following along on Instagram, uh, my son had a great season. He actually set the school record for scoring average over the year uh, at 74.35. That was over 18 matches, qualified for districts, finished 24th at districts, finished runner-up at our junior am, our regional junior am here. He's actually out right now playing in uh, his first adult tournament at the Lehigh Valley Tournament of Champions. Went out and shot a nice smooth 79 yesterday from 6,980 yards, which is a distance that I can't even fathom playing from. Completely different world these days with these kids. Uh, a few other things that you may have noticed while following along on Instagram. We've got a brand new sponsor, our technology sponsor, Canmore Sports. And it's something we're kind of really really, really excited about. Um, you know, we've got our apparel sponsor, Eagles and Arrows, love him to death. Grant's an amazing guy. And we were approached about this collaboration with Camor Sports. Now I've always been just a laser rangefinder guy on the course. But one of the things I noticed with that as of late is that I was getting really, really dialed in on the flag and the flag only. And my scores were suffering because I'd be short-sighted myself or I'd be worried about the flag. It was all the way in the back and I'd fly the green or I'd come up super short because the flag was, you know, was a front pin location. And so in conjunction with the rangefinder, I really love Canmore's GPS devices because it gives you that front, middle, back. The distances are spot on. They're within a yard. Um, look, I'm not good enough to tell you the difference between 144 and 145. If you are that good, uh, you've probably got a caddy, so you don't need a GPS device, but in terms of affordability, you're looking at 89, 
$89.99, I believe, for the uh, the handheld GPS edition one, which is my favorite. I've got two of their watches as well, which we haven't brought on the course yet. Um, the connectivity is simple. It's so fast. Uh, within a minute, it finds my course. And especially like my course, like I'm talking my goat track course of Indian Mountain it found. And I didn't even think it would be available. I remember back in the day when GPSs first came out, you couldn't even find my course on it. So it was laser or nothing. Um, we're finding it. I'm hitting more greens in regulation. I'm, I'm not flying greens. I'm not coming up short. I'm playing to the center of greens. And as someone that's a pretty decent putter, this has really helped my scores. Same thing for my son. He's out now using their handheld GPS model um, at the Steel Club. Super you know, private club is Donald Ross course and uh he's got the golf gps hg 200 which again is my favorite it's a little handheld device you stick it around your bag stick it around your cart stick it on your belt clip if you will full color distances to front back middle you can do distances to uh hazards water sand traps all that stuff and if if you're like me and you use a laser you know exclusively you start to notice that it's almost impossible to laser the front lip of a bunker right the back edge of a trap so this gives you all that information so if you want you know every bit of information on hand and you have a laser already get yourself one of these don't do it yet wait till our affiliate link comes out save you some money out there uh, but you can follow them at canmore sports c-a-n-m-o-r-e canmore sports and uh, we'll, we'll definitely provide a lot more information on them as the year progresses. I'll be going down to Pinehurst for my family's yearly annual Thanksgiving vacation. We'll do a ton of stuff down there, see how it works on one of the best courses, some of the best courses in the world, in my opinion, the best golf resort in the world. And, uh, and we'll go from there. Some of the other things we're working on for some episodes, we'll get some of our caddy friends back on. I had the opportunity to caddy for my son in the finals of our regional junior am tournament. And uh, it was raining out. And I got to tell you what, if I didn't have good friends that were caddies and I hadn't seen how they worked over the last three, four years that we've been doing this podcast, I would have been lost. But I felt like one of them out there, you know, I was hustling to get clubs dry, to keep uh, gloves dry keep the umbrella up, hold my umbrella, carry the bag. The straps broke at one point in the third hole. So I'm, I'm walking down the fairway with one strap, trying to tie the other one up and rig it together. Uh, it was an experience, but kid played great, made a furious comeback. He was down six holes at one point, came all the way back to only lose two down, um, missed a birdie putt, literally horseshoed out and conceded the hole um, because we were running out of holes, but it was, it was incredible. It was filled with a, a ball that didn't come down from a tree. It clipped a branch in this pine tree and didn't come down just uh, insane stuff. And I was there with him the whole time caddying. And, and, and what was really cool is as a caddy, I felt completely in control of his game. And that's something that you don't normally get, right? You, you, you feel like maybe you're in charge of your own game, but not someone else's. But we talk through every shot. And I mean, seriously, really big shout out to my, my buddy Dan Urban and Mike Creed, guys that have been on the podcast before, guys that have 
taught me almost through osmosis and watching them work how to caddy. I never thought I would caddy in my life. You know, I caddied once for a buddy about 15 years ago for uh, back then. I think it was the Nike tour even, you know, but a corn ferry tour qualifier. Maybe it was web.com, Jones tour, whatever it was called back then. But a corn ferry tour qualifier in, in our region here. And this guy completely blew up. You know, shot like 98, didn't even want to sign his scorecard. I made him. Uh, that was a disaster. That soured me on the whole entire caddy experience. But then having, you know, having friends in the business, seeing them do it at a professional level, at, at a major, and following them around and getting that inside the rope view and vibe, uh, it, it really helped. And it was cool. So I want to talk about that experience coming up. And then, you know, obviously winter golf, you know, we told you on Instagram, we're going to try to steer away from this professional golf anymore. Um, in my opinion, it, it's, it's getting boring. It's getting stale. It's getting out of hand. It's getting to be one of those things where the sideshow is becoming more important than the actual golf being played. I found myself enjoying collegiate golf on TV a million times more than anything the PGA Tour is throwing out, anything Live Golf is throwing out. Uh, it, it feels more authentic. It feels like, I hate to use, you know, there's, there's a, that, old, that old college euphemism of people care more when they're in college, right? Like, you, you know, people say, well, collegiate basketball players care more. Well, they care about making it to the NBA and getting paid, but... It really does. Like it's for the love of the game. And as I'm introduced to more college golfers, as my oldest son is starting to approach that age where he's starting to get recruited for college golf, um, I, I find myself more invested in it. That might just be me getting older. It might be me getting jaded from what professional golf has turned into nowadays. But we want to talk to more people in the game that aren't professionals. You know, the professionals are awesome. It's cool. I mean, it's a skill set that's mind-blowing. It's absolutely insane how good these guys and women are. But I think the real true stories of golf and what it means to people come from the lesser-known people in the game. You know, we want to report, we want to record on the local stories, the here and now. Not people in the spotlight, not people that you can see on every other media program, right? We want to bring you stories from people that truly love the game, like truly for the love of the game, not jaded by money, not jaded by Saudi oil funds or PGA Tour contracts or whatever may have you. Now, look, that doesn't mean we're not going to still go to tour events. It doesn't mean that we're not going to still use our media credentials. Of course we are. It gets us on amazing courses. It gets us to see amazing golf and meet some very cool people that are really tied to the game through their souls, you know? Uh, but it also exposes some of the other elements of the game, which which I hate. The the fact that it is, you know, driven by money in some circumstances. The the fact that money turns people negative. Um depending on what side you know, of the coin you're on. And so we're going to focus more of our time and our attention on real kind of love stories of the game. Let you know what's going on more so in our game, you know, and, and let you have a little bit more insight into our lives and, and how we're playing. So we just want to step on here, 
and and kind of give everyone a heads up of where we've been, why we haven't been recording. Um, you know, Scott and I talk all the time. And honestly, he's got a daughter. I've got two sons. And the time to do it is shrinking. And as the kids get older and we spend more time with their sports and their activities and their games and their playing, the time becomes even smaller. But now as we go into the off season of high school golf, especially for me, some of that time becomes available again. You know, yes, we're in the Northeast. Yes, the winter sucks. Yes, I'm going to be out bitching and complaining about playing in 25, 30 degree weather. But you know what? We'll have time to talk to everybody out there about all those things and all those ideas that we have. So keep listening, spread the word, let people know, check out our new sponsor, Canmore Sports, for all your golf GPS needs. And as always, either get busy golfing or get busy dying.